We're gonna write a book about everything. So many things that we can explore. Documented in a series of podcasts. I'm not sure what we're doing this for. Flat 29's big book of everything. Burn all the textbooks cause they're obsolete. It's our attempt to rewrite history by making podcasts every other week. And now, from the studios of Flat 29, we present Flat 29 The Movie Podcast. Starring Dan and introducing Charlie. It was supported by catering services Ritz. Please ensure all mobile devices are switched off. It's time for our feature presentation. Hello, Flat29 listeners. Now, you may have noticed that our jingle there had a slight change in it, and this is because I'm very sad to announce that unfortunately we're having to go down from a weekly schedule to a fortnightly schedule. Now, this is just because of the sheer amount of time it takes to put together a chapter of the podcast, and we love doing it, but it's just looking as if we can't keep it up every single week. So we thought rather than let the quality drop, if we move to a fortnightly schedule, it'll be better for everyone involved. Please don't send us hate mail. We're going to keep going every other week. Please don't leave us. We bloody love you. Anyway, here's the podcast. Podcast, 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 podcast. You're having a lovely podcast. Oi! The last film I went to see at the cinema was the Fantastic Mr. Fox film. Oh, was that good? out quite a while ago, I think. It was really good. It's up there with one of my top films. It's up there with Dodgeball. Oh gosh! Now you, Rich. I think we should explain that you absolutely love dodgeball, and I what do. you told me for one of the reasons when I asked you what? why you love dodgeball so much, you said it was mainly to do with the running time, which is <laughs> one hour thirty minutes—the exactly. optimum running time for a that film. Is. That's the optimum running time for any film. Why? They just can't hold the attention after that. <laughs> if you're watching like a longer film, do you just when the, when it gets to one hour thirty, just like right? That'll do me. Whenever I watch a film, I've always got my eye on the clock. (laughs) Especially at home, like with the DVD, I'm always going, oh, hour, hour's coming (laughs) now. Don't know what it is, I just think with films, like, I'm always conscious that they take quite a long time. And I feel a bit like I might be wasting my time. (laughs) It's stupid, isn't it? Whereas you can easily be on the internet for like an hour and a half. And not even notice, yeah. Do you find, though, part of the thing for me when I go to watch a film that takes the most time is the kind of ceremony around watching a film. So you have to get a cup of tea, probably get like a little bowl of snacks. What I like to do is get the duvet from the bed and wrap myself up in it on the sofa. You have to turn off all the lights. You have to calibrate the system properly, get the sound going through the speakers there all nice. And that in itself takes about half an hour. That adds to the running time. When, like, my fiance, she loves films. Like, we're so yeah. opposites, really. She really likes films, and that's her thing. And I've got the whole one hour and a half running time thing. So whenever <laughs> she wants to watch a film, I immediately say, "Pass me the DVD case," because I want to look at the running time. <laughs> Clock the running time. I need to know how long I'm gonna have to watch the film for. You know. And then are you counting down? So you're looking at the clock and going, one hour 15, and that gives me another 45 minutes. And I enjoy, like, translating the minute reading from the back of the case into real time. So, like, it goes, oh, it's 200 minutes, and I'm like, do you realise that is over two hours? It's three hours long. <laughs> they do get you, don't you? You think 115 minutes, no problem. But that's not an hour and 15, that's a lot no, more than that. That's, that's a two, lot more Just than a short that, two hours, say, isn't yeah. it? It's, uh, 
But no, some films, i got to admit, when I, I'm the sort of person that after a while I get hooked in and then I'm fine. Yeah. There's an initial high resistance with me to watching any sort of film. So any filmmakers, if you're looking to make a film for which Rich is the key demographic, then this is what you need to know, basically. Get them hooked straight exactly. away. Hook me in straight away. Or just lie about the running time and say it's a <laughs> uh, feature film that's only 30 minutes long and then slap That'd me in great. the face with a three-hour epic. (laughs) (laughs) Orange juice from Concentrate You are my best mate Orange juice from Concentrate Won't you concentrate on me? What do you think's the acceptable time between watching a film and then watching it again? Oh, I don't know. For me, it's got to be at least a month or so. But I have yeah. a friend who, when we were younger, uh, we watched the film uh, Starship Troopers. That is an exciting film, oh, certainly. God. And we loved it so much. It's got everything. It's got uh, fighting, killing bugs, boobs, the whole lot everything you need and we were teenage boys basically we finished watching Starship Troopers it was amazing and my friend Ian wanted to just watch it again immediately he's like right <laughs> that was so good take it back to the start watch it again and he started okay. he put it right back to the start of the video it was in those days press play again and we were watching it again and I had to leave the room it was terrible <laughs> just leave oh, I like that that is too soon that is too soon you can't that watch Starship Troopers twice on the truck that's a motto that I like to live my life by for me, like films are like six months to a year to watch again. Really? So that's yeah. about the length it Not takes to come on DVD. So you're all right, isn't it? Exactly. Watch it at cinema, watch it on DVD, put it in the bin. <laughs> <laughs> I don't totally disagree with that. Watch it on watch it <laughs> cinema, watch it on the DVD, and then unless it's an absolute classic, just forget about it. <laughs> Put it out of your mind. <laughs> Let's talk for a second about uh, movie piracy. So how are we going to clamp down on people downloading films and pirating movies? The first step, I think, is stopping uh, piracy in the cinema, where people film it with their kind of amazing mobile phones or, you know, video cameras, and then put it on the internet. So how are we going to clamp down on that? Okay, well, we could go really utilitarian and yeah. have, like, metal detectors on the entrance to sure. the cinema and then confiscate the mobiles. What if someone makes, like, a porcelain video camera? They'll do it. <laughs> They'll do it. I think... Because because they haven't bothered upgrading cinema projectors to digital yet, you could technically just set off some sort of EMP device and just knock out every single digital that thing you know within a mile <laughs> radius. <laughs> I that like it. it. EMP at the start of every film, or maybe yeah. they could have it so it coincides with a big explosion on the film. So like you're watching Cloverfield, and then suddenly the Statue of Liberty's head goes flying down the road, everything explodes, bang! All electronic devices go off as well, including the lights. That would be amazing. How else can they start the kids? What about uh, Predator from the film Predator? Their vision works in the infrared spectrum. So if they were employed in the cinema, they'd be able to see anyone uh, filming absolutely anything and deal with it with appropriate force. (laughs) Some might say it's excessive, but but... uh, it would get results. What about if we got everybody, when you went to cinema, you got a free really big hat? (laughs) <laughs> and then it would block out anybody trying to video the screen. Obscuring the screen, I like it. Free novelty hat. <laughs> but then everyone behind you wouldn't be able to see it either. Small price to pay. Small price to pay for piracy. 
<laughs> well, how about just to stop everyone, uh, you know, seeing the screen periodically, uh, about every two or three minutes, maybe the cinema's logo comes up on the screen, or maybe just like a big f- middle finger pointed straight at the audience, which stays on the screen for a full like a full thirty seconds, <laughs> and then it goes back to the film. That would stop piracy. No one's going to watch a film like that. Challenge Charlie. Let's take away his dignity and pride. Challenge Charlie. We'll Challenge Charlie Give him a pointless task He can't say no Challenge Charlie He'll do it or he won't be on the next show so Challenge Charlie is a section where we give Charlie a challenge and he has to do that challenge. It's fairly simple. Right, Charlie, your challenge this week, movies-based challenge. Now, in the cinema, when it comes to like a quiet bit in a film, an emotional scene, maybe uh, some sort of suspenseful moment, a lot of the things you can hear in the cinema is people rustling with snacks, opening uh, bags, all that kind of thing, rustling, rustling sounds. So I'm going to yeah. make now some of the these rustling sounds so i'm going to eat some foods basically some cinema foods so and i want you to tell guess the confectionery guess the confectionery nice yeah. <laughs> basically yeah guess the cinema food uh all right so we're in a cinema and uh there's a sudden lull in the sound because there's a fairly suspenseful moment here we go first object what am i eating I'm trying to make it nice and loud. Mm. Uh, yum, yum. This is tough because your chewing sounds a bit like kind of popcorn or a, a crisp, perhaps. But when you rattle your hand right. in there, it doesn't sound like that. It sounds, you know, a bit more like um, some minstrel or something like that. Mm. <laughs> what are you going to go for? Yeah, I think it's popcorn. Correct, popcorn. Yeah. Yay! Now, what you may have been thrown off by there is I don't have one of those big popcorn tubs, so I've put it in a uh, Lemsip Max box <laughs> to oh, try okay. and simulate the popcorn box rattle. Nice and simple, popcorn. Okay, round two, here we go. Ah, uh, obvious. Um, probably some sort of crisp, I think. Now, crisp isn't cinema food, I think that's... Uh... A bad guest. I'm trying to eat as loudly as possibly. <laughs> Sorry if this is quite a disgusting section. <laughs> I've just realised it probably is. I, I, I'm going to go with crisps. Crisps, correct. Yeah, I would say that they are a cinema food because they're ones that you sneak in, aren't they? They're oh, ones. nice, yeah. nice. Mm. Okay, uh, next item. Traditional uh, cinema food. Here we go. Mmm. Everything sounds the same when it's being eaten. Uh, I think it might be a Malteser. Oh. I mean, it sounds like a <laughs> carrot stick, So, I, it, but that's not right. Um, <laughs> Final answer? Uh, I, don't, I don't know. I can't guess. Um, I'm going to go with Malteser, but I don't think that's right. No, I'm sorry. It was a carrot oh. stick. <laughs> oh, you bastard! I said carrot it's stick. It's a healthy snack. Healthy cinema No one snack. takes carrot sticks to the Kids cinema unless you're 45. Kids love carrots. Kids love <laughs> carrots. <laughs> no, you can get carrot sticks from McDonald's now. Kids love carrots and they take them into the cinema. Okay, final item. You ready? Yeah. Okay, final classic cinema food. What are you thinking? So it sounds like you've got a plate in there. No one's ever had a plate in the cinema. <laughs> Until now. <laughs> I'm really struggling to hold it all. 
Well, it could be a pickled Ooh, onion in uh, a jar. It could be, but no one has pickled onions at the cinema. It's it's a sloppy food. Yeah, but um, he's he's getting out. He's right outside the box now. <laughs> I, I know. <laughs> Where are we gonna go after that? <laughs> I don't know. He's going. I mean, in a second, he's gonna pull out a salad bowl and just oh, be there. Yeah. You know, like a bit of lettuce. And, oh. Yeah. I'm gonna have to push you. What's your answer? I'm gonna Charlie? go with the classic American cinema food of nachos because I can't think what it's actually gonna be. That would be good, but no, it is the classic English cinema food of a stir fry. <laughs> ah. Are you cheating, bastard? <laughs> <laughs> Look, we've all taken a stir fry into the cinema. Why not? Is this because just you're tired of me winning, so you're basically gonna cheat to lower my winning scores? <laughs> I think you've got a few there. You certainly got three out of five, so that's not too okay. bad. Well, that's, that's done, a win, Charlie. That's a that's win. A, that's a win. Yay! Talking of food at the cinema, right? When I went to watch Batman Begins, the film in the cinema, yeah, uh, we smuggled in portion of fish and chips each oh that's a smelly food that's an audacious move that's crazy isn't it and it's quite big as well so i looked you know i had to hide it in my big cape i was mm. eating it frantically trying to eat all the chips before <laughs> the start of the film and right. i don't know if you remember batman begins but it starts with him it's not like obviously batman because it's like a oh, guy yeah, climbing a up a mountain and yeah. shit like that with monks <laughs> shit like that with monks and i realized that i missed the first 25 minutes because i thought the trailers were still on and they were like rich the film started and i'm like this is batman what is the best food that you could sneak into the cinema, though? I reckon you could take in a full-on stir-fry. You just have to yeah. put it into some sort of Tupperware container. Hmm. They don't have microwaves, though. That's a problem. You mic it before you go. Do you reckon you could pour it into a thermos flask? Yeah, you could do. You could take a cup <laughs> of soup. That would probably work, yeah. I think the key here is stealth. To try yeah. and stealthily <laughs> eat the most elaborate meal in a cinema. <laughs> what you could do is, you know those crazy man hats where you can put beer in the top of the hat and then drink oh, yeah. a straw? Yeah, yeah. You could liquidise yeah. your favourite food and put it in one of those hats. <laughs> and then just be like, what? That's just my hat. What, I can't wear my hat in? <laughs> I'm just drinking a beef stroganoff, so what? <laughs> <laughs> or you could um, take a pot noodle... And yeah. ask for a drink of boiling hot water. <laughs> and hopefully that's free. <laughs> you could pretend you've got a baby, but then you'd have to con- you'd have to construct an elaborate baby out of maybe papier mache. Then you could do that and then keep a meal in it. I don't know, maybe that's a bit weird. <laughs> that's weird. Eat the baby. <laughs> yeah, because you could have like a plate for its head and then like tomatoes for eyes, you know where I'm going. Yeah. <laughs> I'd love to be a full English breakfast in a cinema. That'd what be you could good. do is, you know what you were saying then, Dan, about like tomatoes for the eyes? You could sellotape food to your body parts. Like, <laughs> they don't It'll notice. keep it warm. So, like, you could have a leak on your forearm. <laughs> and then like taxi driver it just pops out of your uh, pops out of your sleeve and into your hand yeah. and like a Dorito on your nose um, yeah um, I'd never notice spaghetti hair <laughs> your, your lips could be like those sweetie lips that you get from yeah. Haribo or something and then inside you could have a lovely snack <laughs> uh, just start eating your own face 
Well, I think this is something that we should throw out to the listeners. So, listeners, if you have snuck in an amazing snack to the cinema, or if you just have a plan, a foolproof plan of how to sneak some kind of amazing meal into the cinema with you, let us know. Contact us at podcast at flat29.com. Get on our Facebook group, Flat29's Big Book of Everything, and leave us a message there. And if you come up with any particularly amazing plans, we might even go ahead and give it a try. So send us those emails. Send us an email. Podcast at flat29.com. 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 Have you guys ever done the Willy and the Popcorn trick? <laughs> I feel this needs no, to be can't, can't say I have. We've been beating around the bush for this whole bloody podcast. <laughs> Let's talk about willies in popcorn. Exactly. We've all been technique. thinking it. Um, I haven't, but I'm just not sure how good that would be. See, the problem is that you can't do it with salty popcorn for obvious no, reasons. That's a health hazard. And then if you know, if you do it with like the butter, they put the melted butter on and it's warm. I mean, that could <laughs> that'd problems. be nice. Oh. Depends how hot it was, I guess. Warm is nice. They don't do that nowadays, say Charlie. They don't put butter on the popcorn, do they? Maybe I think of American <laughs> cinemas. I don't know. They're positively asking for you to put your cock in it. <laughs> <laughs> that's the that's the slogan for a lot of uh, American cinemas. Positively asking for you to put your cock in it since 1985. <laughs> <laughs> that's actually my slogan for my body. Anyway. Has anyone ever done something hilarious with popcorn? Like what? Like... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> Where are you going? <laughs> when I was a kid, my mum took me to the cinema and we yeah. always used to go to the loo before um, we went in and this is like in the, the age when you went with your mum to the loo. Oh yeah, like a couple, couple of years ago, yeah. I'm like, yeah, a couple of years ago. And um, yeah. she was washing her hands and I thought it'd be a fun yeah. idea to, you know those automatic hand dryers? I put the popcorn that I was holding under the automatic hand dryer. <laughs> what, and dried it? And it lit, no, it just went everywhere. It went <laughs> all over the floor. So we had That's no like seven popcorn. quid's worth of popcorn. Sounds like a scene from Mr. Bean the movie. Exactly, I mean, it was real life. It's time for another Flat 29 hit A comedy song and then we'll talk for a bit Damn girl, you're looking flat 25 But when we're in the club, we're dropping Flat 20 rhymes When we're at the movies, dropping Flat 20 rhymes A lull in the film, dropping Flat 20 rhymes Standing on a chair, dropping Flat 20 rhymes Then we're quickly ejected from the premises Flat 20 Rhymes is a section where each chapter we do you a new comedy song based on the subject. This week's subject, The Movies, has been made into song form by Charlie, who has done a song about the actor Ryan Gosling. Me on that DVD, cause just like Ryan Gosling is how I want to be. You see, I saw him in a movie when I was very young, and every time he was on screen, he looked like he was having so much fun. And ever since that moment, I've gone to so much trouble. My raison d'etre is to be Ryan's double. 
day to learn his acting style I dress like him, I talk like him, get pictures and a blood sample on file And one day in 2000 he remembered the Titans I remembered acting gold, it's the best and my chest began to tighten Ever since that moment I've gone so strong A raison d'etre is to be right So that's kind of a love song to Ryan Gosling. <laughs> it's all about how I want to be him, yeah. Oh, it's beautiful. It was very moving. I loved it. So it was kind of based on the premise that you look quite a lot like the actor Ryan Gosling in certain films. So what we're going to do is put up on the website some comparison pictures of you and Gosling and see if people can spot the difference. So go and have a look at flat29.com slash podcast. Click on chapters. You'll see the picture links there or look on our Facebook group. Champs and champs, champs and champs. It's time to figure out who is a champ or a chump. Champ! This is the quiz where we ask some questions. I'm going to ask some questions to Rich and Charlie. Whoever gets the most right out of those questions is the champ, and the loser is this week's champ. So, this week we're going with some movie titles, some obscure movie titles. So half of these I'm going to read out are real, and half of them I've made up. And you've got to guess which is which, okay? Okay. Okay. We'll start off with you, Rich. <clears throat> okay. Frankenwolf. Frankenwolf? Yeah, it's like a cross between Frankenstein and a werewolf. Okay. That is a real film. I'm sorry it isn't. Uh, I made it. Oh, it'd be good though, wouldn't it? Okay, Charlie, you ready? Yes. The Linguini Incident. The Linguini Incident? Oh, that's got to be. That's a stupid title. Correct! That's a real yes. film. The Linguini Incident. Well done. I've heard of that one, I think. Well, I thought I heard of Frankenwolf, but you never can never tell. <laughs> well, any of these that are not real, we could always make. So here we yeah. go. The next one for you, Rich, is... Uh, Please, sir, can I have some war? <laughs> it's, a, it's a kind of orphan-based war film. <laughs> okay, I'm going to say that's not a real film. 
I reckon it is. It's not. Correct, it's not a real film. Yeah. <laughs> it sounds like a damn pick classic. That's great, though. Okay. We should make that. <laughs> okay, Charlie, here's your next one. Farmageddon. Farmageddon. <laughs> Farmageddon. It's about some um, sort of farm-based apocalypse. False. Correct. That is one that I made up. Okay, Rich, here's your next one. Mannequin 2 on the move. Three. That's real. That is real. Did you know it? Have you? No. Okay, Charlie, here's your next one. Honey, I crunk the kids. Crunk the kids? (laughs) Yeah, it's a hip-hop film. That doesn't sound very responsible. (laughs) It's by Lil Um, John. um, No. False. Oh, you're correct. That is false. Yeah. <laughs> okay, Rich, here's your final question. So we're currently on three all. Okay. What's it going to be? Rich, here's your final question. Stop or my mum will shoot. Oh, that's a famous one. That's, yeah, that's real. Yeah, damn, I thought you might not know that one. Okay, Charlie, final one. If you get this one, you've won yet again. Mother, may I sleep with danger? Mother, may I sleep with <laughs> I reckon real. Oh, and you're right, it is real. So Charlie's yeah. bloody one again. Uh, I can't believe it. Cancel the quiz. Cancel the quiz. <laughs> can't believe it. I'm getting just about fed can't up. Can't believe it. Coming soon to a theatre near you. Now, if I could just get this machine to work... Nothing. Oh no, I dropped my pimp cup in the machine. From the director of several Usher videos. Okay! Lil John and T-Pain in Honey, I Crunk the Kids. Oh, I don't know what to do about these kids. A new romantic comedy set in the dirty south. Won't you come and see my movie? Who's been getting in touch with us? Let's look at the letters page. So let's see who's been getting in touch with us over this Christmas festive period. It's been quite a while since we've addressed any letters. So I've got a letter here then from everyone's favourite regular contributor, Claire. Hooray! Hooray! Who has written in, as requested, to explain her fear of bits. Now, if you haven't heard the podcast before, basically, we talked a little while ago about our fears and it came uh, apparent that Rich has quite a lot of irrational fears. And listener Claire writes in with a similar kind of swathe of irrational fears that we've tried to get through, one of which was the fear of bits, which she's now expanded on. Okay, you ready for this? Explanation of the fear of bits. At first, it was just an inability to drink anything freshly squeezed because the feeling of mini solid bits in a liquid has always just been wrong to me. It got worse age six in the land of dreams, Disneyland, Florida. My dad insisted that the fact that the bottle of juice he had just had in me said freshly squeezed did not mean it had bits in it. My loving father proceeded to chase me around the theme park until he caught up with me, held my nose and made me drink it. I vomited all the way down my I Love Mini (laughs) t-shirt. What a scene of family bliss there in Disneyland. (laughs) Kids, I think that is a good scene of Disneyland though, because that's a realistic scene of what Disneyland is is actually like. Angry dads, vomiting kids. (laughs) But the fear of bits doesn't stop there. She goes on to say... 
I only trust Smart Price as their orange juice, as it has never let me down. Before ordering desserts in restaurants, I ask if it contains bits. Apples have to pass the pressure test. I am unable to put my hands into dirty dishwater and flaty bits in stew are a big no-no. That is such a wide variety of bits. I just can't Mm. quite comprehend it. I love the fact that she goes into restaurants and asks them if it contains bits. I'd like to know what sort of um, response she gets there. (laughs) Excuse me, does this dessert contain bits? Maybe. <laughs> so, Rich, you think, how do you feel about these bits? You're someone who develops fears quickly. I, what are you I feeling know. about bits? I, I'm not scared of bits, but I definitely I can relate to because I don't like bits at all in juice. If I get bits right. and like I swig a bit, I'm like, oh my God. <laughs> Vomiting all down your I Love Mini shirts. There's bits in everything. If you gave You're right off. down there's to bits the tiny in you, core. There's bits in me. But I don't know if I don't want to scare Claire, but... Everything's made out of bits, Claire, I think. You're made out of bits, Claire. <laughs> Shit. What happens if you're in bed with your boyfriend and you say, get your bits out? <laughs> what kind of boyfriend do you imagine Claire has? Get your bits out! Whee! <laughs> is that is that one of your lines, Rich? Yeah, that's proven tested. Can I have a gigabyte of your sandwich? I've loaded to my stomach, if you please. Quite a few people know I used to work on films. Yeah. But um, before that, when I was really, really little, I was about five, I got to be in a film as a Oh, yeah. Featured extra. I remember that now. You're a film star. I am a film star. What, what's the film my, called? It's called Doom Beach. It was um, an evil nuclear power plant has been dumping oh. toxic waste into the sea and it kills somebody. Ah. And then they the exact their revenge or something, I can't quite remember. Is that you who it kills? No, no, I'm, I'm like a featured extra. I'm in this uh, foster home that someone's run away from. No, oh, little orphan Charlie. But I was just I was just wondering, um, you know, if you guys could kind of be a, an extra, what would you be in? You know, what would you pick if you could go back and be an extra in a film? I'd be an extra in Dodgeball. <laughs> just so you could watch Dodgeball from the inside. Any, any particular scene? <laughs> You'd just be laughing at all of Vince Vaughn's jokes. Exactly. Not in a particular <laughs> scene, Charlie, but I'd like to appear in the film um, two times. Two um, times. <laughs> I'd like to appear in it half an hour in, exactly, regardless of what the scene <laughs> is. And I'd like to um, be in it one hour in as well, just so I know when I watch it back the time I don't have to look down at the clock and keep a tap and then oh half an hour gone there I am (laughs) that's a really roundabout way of time checking the film you just you actually get in the film I like that idea though that there's a really sort of tense scene and then you just walk past in the background and just tap your watch or something (laughs) can you have one an hour and a half and just tap your watch and then kind of wave your thumb towards the exit as sort of a, it's time to go now Rich we've hit our hour and a half I think at an hour and a half you should just step in front of the camera and shut the whole thing down <laughs> start pulling people's costumes off and pushing over props putting like police tape across the camera lens <laughs> 
I think for my extra role, I'd like to be in one of the kind of epic, amazing fight scenes, like, you know, uh, Lord of the Rings style, big war, thousands of people all hitting each other, because I think that will give you the best extra value for money. Because what they do for a lot of that is they film small sections of crowd and they kind of copy and paste it, don't they? Yeah. Obviously yeah. in slightly more sophisticated ways than just uh, control C, control V, but um, they, they sort of copy and paste it. So that means your one bit of extra work, you probably get in the film about four or five times on the same screen that is value for extra money podcast now it's a new year for flat 29 and a new year means new features so we now start a new feature where each chapter we interview a leading expert in whatever subjects we happen to be covering this week rich interviews his dad we all know what the cinemas are like nowadays big multiplexes with blockbuster movies really long trailers Willie's in the popcorn and expensive refreshments, but what was it like to go to the cinema in the 1940s? I decided to interview my dad in order to find out. I began with asking him about the first films he ever went to see. Well, my father used to take me to the cinema fairly regularly when I was a child. The sort of things we'd see uh, were... Westerns with Roy Rogers as the, was the favourite uh, um, star, and um, the the fat one and the Laurel and Hardy. Oh yeah, that type that. of those, those sort of comedies. Was that like silent then? No, no, no. This, these these it's were all talkies. Yeah, oh, they were all talkies. Yes. Having ignorantly overestimated my father's age with the whole silent movies quip, I decided to touch on a subject close to my heart, the length of movies. There was always, uh, mostly it, it was about a three hour programme and you'd have the main film, which might take an hour and a half to two hours, and then you'd have a, a very often have a B movie, mm-hmm. which was they were specifically designed just to be secondary movies, films, yeah. and uh, they were done usually on a on a low budget, mm-hmm. and you always had a news, news, um, yes, oh, right. like the Gaumont or the Pate news, right, and okay. you see a little cockerel at the beginning crowing. This all sounded quite boring and beyond my attention span, I decided on a final note to ask him whether he'd consider going to the cinema in the present day. Uh, Would you go to the cinema now if there was a good film on that you wanted to see? I I think think, uh, it's different now because with um, with television coming on and the fact that you can... There's so many facilities for seeing uh, films on television. Mm-hmm. I don't really think I'd be that yeah, interested yeah. in going to the cinema. In those days, it was a real novelty to see something on the screen. And you'd you know? be qu- curious just to see what it's like to go in there with all like, the surround sound. and. Yes, I suppose, I suppose I would, yes, yes. I think I swayed him there with a the surround sound. That concludes our trip into a look at cinema in the olden days. So that was it. That was Flat 29's Big Book of Everything chapter on the movies. Now, we'd love you to get in touch with us about what sort of foods you think you might be able to sneak into the cinema. Just get us on our email address, podcast at flat29.com. 
Another thing you can do this week if you're maybe snowed in and bored is why not head down to our iTunes page. Just go to iTunes, type in Flat29 and you'll find us and leave us some kind of review. We've only got a couple so far, so any more would be absolutely brilliant. Okay, that's it. We will see you in two weeks' time with our next chapter. That's the end of the podcast. Bye. Flat 29's big book of everything. Another topic down, a millions to go. We've covered that in enormous detail. There's nothing else you could possibly want to know. Cool. Um, Okay, and there's one other thing we need to clear up. Now, this comes under the banner of sections we set up ages ago and then forgot about, which I think we should have some sort of jingle for. Now, I haven't done one, but if this carries on, we will have some sort of jingle for sections we forgot about but have now come back to. Okay. Election. Election news. So way back in episode five fear we did some political adverts where we slandered each other using the tactic of appealing to fear and asked you the public to vote for which of us members of flat 29 were going to win and become ruler of the podcast i guess we never really specified what you were voting us for but still you came and you voted (laughs) so that's what we like to hear so you have voted now It's been an interesting one because obviously we promised that we would reveal the winner in the next week's show. And it's been about a month since then and we forgot to do it. So, uh, yeah, the votes came in thick and strong at the start and we had a clear looking like who was going to win. There seemed to be someone in the lead right from the offset. But then as (laughs) it continued and as time went on, votes kept trickling in, making it slightly more interesting. So I can now reveal... In reverse order, the winner of the Flat 29 election. Now, in last place, with 29% of the vote, it's Rich! Oh, oh. I can't believe it. <laughs> 29%. Oh, okay. But it's I'll very close because in second place, with 33% of the vote, Ooh, so again, very close, close, 33 that goes to... I'm leaving like an X Factor style pause. I'm too tense. Let us know. It's me. (laughs) So the winner with 37% of the vote (sighs) is Charlie. Oh. oh, he wins everything. Supreme leader. I knew he'd win deep down. But it was very close. I thought I had a little thought that it could be me. But yeah. I want a recount. I bet he voted for himself about 10 times. <laughs> I, I bet, bet I did. I'm, I'm <laughs> guessing some cheating was involved. It has to be. There was no cheating. So well involved. done, Charlie. You've bloody won. Are you happy you've won everything? You guys are not <laughs> gracious losers. challenge, you've won. <laughs> Quiz. We might just leave and then there'll be no one else to rule. <laughs> yeah, you... rule on your own. Oh. Try ruling this castle on its own, mother. <laughs> <laughs> what? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, get rid of that. <laughs>